brings us to the night of the 3rd uh, of October uh, 2015. The week before the, 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 the hospital was struck, we had influx of wounded, uh, hundreds of wounded uh, patients that were entering into the hospital as the battle for, for Kunduz was underway. Uh, MSF had launched a mass casualty plan, um, which is what we do when, when there's uh, uh, multiple wounded that are entering into the hospital. And on, at around 2 a.m. In the, in the morning on the 3rd of October, 2 or 3 a.m. On the, on the 3rd of October, uh, some of our, our surgeons had started to conduct uh, catch-up surgery. It was a, quiet, a particularly quiet day in Kunduz. Uh, the, the situation had been calm on that day within the, within the city, and the surgeons had seen less patients coming into the hospital during the, the day on the 3rd. Uh, so there was catch-up surgery happening at 2 in the morning. Uh, the operating theatres were full, functioning, patients were being operated on. Um, what we didn't know and what we know now is that an hour before that, uh, AC-130, uh, which is a, a plane that's used by US Special Forces to provide uh, close uh, air support to Special Forces on the ground, had been monitoring and circling the, the hospital, um, monitoring the activities inside the compound for an hour before uh, since 1 a.m. in the morning. At 2 in the morning, they launched the, the airstrike, targeting, as you saw, the, the, main, uh, the main building of the compound. The AC-130 circled the building, shooting out of the left side of the, of the plane. People fleeing the building were shot uh, from the plane as they fled. Um, the, the building was set on fire, as you can see, and patients burnt in their bed in the ICU uh, ward. The entire building was, was destroyed, needless to say, and 43 people uh, lost their lives uh, on that night. Uh, Françoise Solnier is the legal director for, for MSF, and she's been involved in, in our immediate response to the, to the incident when we, uh, when we found out uh, about the attack on the, on the hospital. Of course, we had multiple different things to do as MSF, from supporting the families of the people that were, that were, uh, that were killed, to responding as an organization to, to an attack on, a, on, our, on our hospital. So we developed a small team, which uh, I was also part of, and Francoise was the, uh, was the legal person that, that, uh, that was involved in our, in our response. So I'm going to ask Francoise to give us a bit of a sense of behind the scenes in terms of what happened from the perspective of, of the reactions that we got afterwards. How was it justified? Uh, how, was it, uh, how was it explained in the immediate aftermath of the, of the attack? Thank you, Jonathan. Though the first thing for us and on our side, we were struck, deadly struck, and we had to sort of get organized, react. And we were also struck by the answers given to what happened to us. There were, you know, in the very early stage of an event, you get different interpretation, message, often contradictory, but they are very essential because it is also what will lead us to. Uh, search the truth, because our question was, why? Why? And um, the, the, the various stories given uh, just after the attack was um, uh, very worrying. Um, the first, I mean, some of them was that um, the hospital has been struck because it was uh, a Taliban base, command and control center. Um, there was also the issue of uh, um, the hospital being attacked because, in a kind of self-defense, because the, the 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 troops were receiving fire from the hospital and they have 
ask for IIL support in order to protect themselves. So meaning that our hospital would have been used in an hostile manner to run a military operation. Not only because being a command and control center may be uh, defined as something less offensive. You can uh, use it just to hide your commanders. So very worrying. Other element was also coming from um, CIA people saying that um, in fact, it was legitimate because we were harboring and treated terrorists. And treating terrorists was the direct support and material support to terrorism. So we had the full spectrum of accusation that would make it legitimate to have uh, bombed our hospital. And they were all contradictory. They didn't match our own uh, understanding of that we were in control of a fully functional hospital, that there was no fighting inside the hospital. And then uh, very, very quickly, uh, the, the, the final argument uh, came, it was a mistake. So the mistake is end of the story, sorry, how much? Never again. <laughs> so, and the mistake theory was the most uh, difficult for us because uh, there's nothing to ask if it's a mistake, and it was then explained as a kind of cascade of error and mistake, both technical, material, human, including legal errors. And um, all that was really uh, very complicated for us. So we decided first to say uh, strongly what we were able to say, that uh, of course we were treating combatant, wounded combatant, or wounded fighters, or wounded terrorists, or wounded criminals, or wounded whatever you want to call them, but wounded. And, um, and this per se, as was mentioned, is both mandatory under medical ethics, but it is also mandatory under international humanitarian law. Otherwise, we are not neutral, and we are not protected as a medical structure. So the first, uh, the fundamental uh, element, and I think uh, uh, international humanitarian law dates back to the first Geneva Convention, 1864, maybe the same time of the AUB where we were <laughs> today, uh, where in fact the first Geneva Convention was about the fact that all wounded and sick must be treated. And there's not the good one and the bad one. The, this medical element uh, prevails. And this is, of course, what makes our humanitarian and medical space in situation of conflict. And when we say that we are neutral, it's not because we decide and because it is in the charter. It's because it, it is a universal agreement by states that during a conflict, the wounded and sick must be treated and people like us are welcome to do it because others as um, more important military stuff to do. So having said that, it was, so we, we, we first uh, maintained who we were, you know, and we had to claim that what we were doing is right, uh, specifically in, term of, in face of this counter-terrorism um, let's say propaganda that's very easily turn us into support to criminals. And maybe the, the, the uh, heavily depicted criminals uh, that are the terrorists, that are today you know, the ugly face of the enemy. So we maintain that and we maintain that it was our absolute obligation and we maintain also that uh, what we were doing uh, was, uh, would not 
have allowed for the hospital to lose its protection. Our hospital was still protected. And uh, doing that, of course, we, entered, we had to enter into a number of, of, um, of details that um, were very worrying with the whole issue of high-value targets. It was not, I mean, yeah, there were, the people were saying, yeah, but you had uh, high-ranking officials inside. Uh, I mean, we don't know ex the exact rank of people when they come wounded. Uh, we don't know uh, neither their name because they are not stupid enough to give us their name and rank. So uh, they also fight for their life. And um, uh, we knew that uh, inside the hospital, since of course there's been a big battle, uh, some of them were not maybe only farmers, huh? some of the wounded. But this, the fact that the hospital uh, could have been attacked to kill a high-value target, a wounded but high-value, would have been really a, 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 you know, a, a precedent, an absolute precedent, because uh, the, the targeted killing theory has already taken place in a number of settings, but up to now, never inside a hospital. The arrest, capture, may happen, but the killing, because that was clearly a strike and not a commando uh, entering the hospital, this would have been really a, 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 you know, a brand new precedent. So we were very, very um, worried trying to understand what was in the mind of the people attacking us. Because at the end of the day, it's not, we don't rely on the law. Uh, our security depends on what is in the mind of the one carrying weapons, driving airplanes. And uh, we know that there are a number of different type of troops, and the CIA people have a very different understanding of humanitarian law than uh, the official uh, militaries, uh, the special forces. They also have different uh, training. We speak about their rules of engagement. And they all work on intelligence that is uh, cross-provided by a number of people that may also lead to misinterpretation of what is a protected hospital, what is not, what is a, value tar a valuable target, what is not. And this started really to uh, take us into a very frightening uh, understanding of what was going on around us. So we kept strongly uh, asking questions to the, to the other and building up our own story to make sure about the fact. And um, we, we will never be able to know the complete truth huh? because uh, within, the, within the, at least the US investigation, what well, is good that at least there has been an investigation in a number of attacks, there's no investigation. So at least we have 7,021 page to read. <laughs> um, but within this investigation, what was important is that first they reaffirm a number of principles, uh, they reaffirmed that our hospital was not used as a command and control. It has not lost its protection. There was no military activity inside the hospital. So all this is important for us. And uh, it also acknowledged the fact that there have been a misuse, you know, among the mistake, the legal mistake made was about self-defense. Uh, one of the commander has been sanctioned administratively because he has misinterpreted self-defense, meaning that he has called for the Air Force uh, to intervene 
on the basis of self-defense, we still don't know what it is, but frankly, there was no troop under fire from our hospital. So either this guard has effectively misinterpreted or he has been misleaded in the information given to him, or it has been, you know, maybe, um, let's say, cheated in the sense that, of course, if there was self-defense, the operation was legitimate. And so it brings us back to this area where we have to look at the chain of command and who are the actors playing together. Uh, maybe they don't trust all of them. And uh, the, the, the set of rules and information they work on uh, may be also uh, different. And this is something that we still need to, uh, to dig in. Thanks, Francoise.